Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a new file transfer tool I've been using lately called PickDrop. PickDrop's a really great tool for when you need to send off your files to your clients or you can store your files online. Uh, you can create private galleries for your clients where they can download them, uh, make selections, and just kind of easy way to communicate with your clients and have all your files in one spot. It's easy as drag and drop um, to upload your files. Um, you can upload them via mobile or on a laptop. I know I've used it many times when I'm just trying to download some of my photos to post on Instagram. I, I can just easily just go on my phone, download the files I need. I have everything that's kind of organized there in different folders. And uh, yeah, can't recommend it enough. Um, it was actually designed by photographers with photographers in mind. Um, so a little more tailored than some of the older kind of file transfer tools like Dropbox or WeTransfer. With PickDrop, they really had photographers, professional photographers in mind when they uh, created this platform. Um, and like I said, I've been using it for a while and can't recommend it enough. Um, and actually, with today's podcast episode, if you enter the promo code PHOTOBANTER when you sign up at PickDrop.com, you'll get three months of the PickDrop file transfer tool when you sign up. So definitely go check it out. All you got to do is go to PickDrop.com, enter the promo code PHOTOBANTER, one word, and you'll get three months free. And without further ado, we'll get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Galnara Samolova. Galnara is a photographer based in New York City, having studied photography at ICP. In this interview, I speak to Galnara about growing up in Russia, how she discovered photography, as well as her approach to street photography. I also speak to Galnara about her newly published book titled Women's Street Photographers, which showcases women street photographers from around the world, ranging from veteran photographers, as well as new and emerging talent. I also speak to Galnara about a personal project titled Lost Family, where she hand paints black and white photographs of her family in Russia. Galnara has exhibited her work in galleries across the world and has curated shows as well. I was really excited to speak to Galnara about her new book titled Women's Street Photographers, which I highly recommend. Uh, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most uh, book publishing uh, um, vendors. Uh, so I think go check that out, and I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, excited to talk to you. I know you got a brand new book just came out, uh, Women's Street Photographers. Um, I guess first off, I was just kind of curious, like, how this book kind of come together? Like, when did you kind of first start working on it? And uh, yeah, how did it all kind of come together for you? Um, well, first came an idea of um, exhibition, and um, I wanted to uh, to show a group exhibition by women street photographers, and I began a my research on who are the contemporary women street photographers uh, are, and. Uh, so, you know, I started finding like a lot of women and, uh, and I began my own Instagram account, Women Street Photographers. So I was posting every day. I mean, I'm still posting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm posting every day uh, all the amazing work that I find uh, around the world. That's uh, awesome. So, yeah. So, um, the idea of the book. <laughs> uh, so I started, I posted my first um Instagram post in late 2017, and then I secured a uh, gallery 
space in uh, art space here in New York. Um, and uh, in like April or March, I remember I just began posting like regularly and, and it just became uh, quite popular very fast. Uh, and then um, when the pandemic hit, uh, right before um, I, I got a call from Prestel um, and, you know, they asked me if I would be interesting, interested to do a book. Wow, that's awesome. So they reached out to you. That's like every photographer's dream. Like most photographers are beating down the door of publishers. So to, for have the publisher to reach out to you, that must have been pretty exciting, I would imagine. Oh, I, I, yes, I couldn't believe it, especially, you know, such a big publisher as, as such as Prestel. Uh, yeah, I know their books. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I, I already have um, most of the material uh, because I was going to, I was already thinking uh, to self-publish um, um, Women's Photographer's book. And um, so, yeah, when they called, um, uh, we started working right away. Uh, I, I had, I got really lucky <laughs> with a commissioning, uh, commissioning editor, um, uh, Anna Godfrey, who really led this project beautifully. Um, so her guidance and uh, professionalism was uh, really, uh, really amazing in the in 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 this um, in this uh, bookmaking. Um, so yeah, I, we uh, we agreed that we're going to feature a hundred women. Um, I wish it would be more because yeah. initial um, initial account uh, I had I, I began work with was two hundred fifty women photographers mm -hmm. around the world. And then we narrowed down to 100. So we feature um, 31 countries and 34 nationalities. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, the amazing thing about the book that it was like so diverse because, you know, a lot of books you get, it's usually like one topic. It might be a book on a certain culture or place. But with this book, it was so amazing that you got such a wide range of photographers from around the world. Like, like what was kind of the process of like picking the photographers that were going to be in this book? Because like, obviously you said it was only 100 and there's plenty more amazing women photographers. How did you kind of edit it down to who you're going to feature, I guess? So the way I, I uh, edited the book um, was similar to uh, what I do with the exhibitions that I, I curate. Um, I wanted this book not just to be a, a book of photographers. I want the entire book to tell a collective story. You know, and um, so the way I curate uh, exhibitions are um, I make a proof prints. I just go into technical, yeah. <laughs> technical aspects. So when I curate exhibitions, I make four by six inches proof prints and I um, tape them on a big uh, white wall uh, and then I pair the pictures together. And when I pair the photos, it, it just it gives me um, a flow it gives me an idea of the flow of the exhibition. So I curated the, the edited book the same way. I already had the proof prints uh, that I collected through in the past three years from all this, um, I think about 15 exhibitions that I curated so far around mm -hmm. the world. So I, what I did is that I uh, picked the photos that I personally, emotionally uh, connecting and um, 
seeing, you know, which photo tells the story. You know. So I was looking at the photographs if I was a viewer, you know, not, not as um, a curator per se, but as a viewer, like, will this photo uh, trigger any kind of emotions uh, or will the viewer create their own stories by looking at this photograph? And I already had um, uh, background stories on, on each photo, which I do, which I do collect for um, annual exhibition in New York. So I just um, um, paired the pictures, put them on the wall. And then um, when I had uh, an idea of the book, I wanted to make sure that it represents women, um, you know, as many nationalities I, as I can from as many countries as I can. I also wanted to make sure that these women are dedicated photographers mm -hmm. you know, not all of them are you know professionals yep. so not all of them uh create their art with professional cameras you know so, some of the photographs were done by phone yeah i really enjoyed it because you like you said like you you have some like industry like veterans like really accomplished photographers like michelle Grosskopf, who shoots for like time magazines and all the biggest publications in the world and then you you also showcase some really like young and emerging photographers like emily uh sujay sanchez and i i she started following me on instagram and i checked out her work and like you could tell like her excitement to be a part of the book. Like she was so ecstatic about it. So I really respected that, like that you kind of not only showcased like really like well-known photographers, but also like emerging photographers that people may not have heard of before, you know? Well, that's, that's another idea uh, of this book is that, you know, what is, what is the, who are, uh, you know, well-known female street photographers. And usually it's the usual, mm -hmm. you know, the Vivian Meyer, Marilyn Mark, Helen Levitt. Um, and, or when we are uh, looking at the contest judges uh, or we're looking at the workshop um, teachers or speakers at festivals, you know, mainly, you know, men. Mm -hmm. Um and the, the, the usual response is like, well, you know, there are not many or we don't know any. Um, so this book is, uh, my goal is like, okay, when we talk about contemporary female street photographers, we can say right away, Michelle Groskopf, Melissa mm -hmm. O'Shaughnessy, who just published her uh, book with Aperture, uh, Melissa Breyer, uh, Zimene Chagwe, yeah. Um, so I want them to be like, I want those names to be mainstream, you know, mm -hmm. people know their work and they can mention their names uh, or, um, uh, you know, inv invite them to participate in, in all the wonderful things as such as, you know, judging and speaking and um, publish their own books. Yeah, no, it was amazing. It, it really opened my eyes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be using this book to find more people, guests for my podcast, because it opened my eyes to so many like town phot photographers that I didn't know about, and like it really incredible group of photographers. And another thing I really enjoyed about the book, I know, um, I believe her name was Melissa Breyer. She wrote like a really nice kind of like intro piece. This kind of 
this the history about like women photographers and photography and so much more like what was kind of the process of like getting her on board to like kind of write that piece like how did that kind of collaboration work for the book I guess so when the, the idea of the book um, came about, I really it was really really important to me to um, to have that essay uh, right away. Um, to you know, to to be, I want the history of female photographers in one place. I know I know there is there is um, uh, one or two books on uh, history of. Um, women photographers, but I just, I wanted like, I mean, Melissa did such a wonderful job and I, I, I know her personally. She was uh, part of the women's street photographers from the beginning. I mean, she's in New York. She's herself super talented photographers, photographer. And uh, I, I, I knew, I knew her writing. Um, she's a brilliant writer. So, you know, I, I wanted to, her to be part of the book. Uh, and she did such a fantastic job. When I read her essay, I, it made me so emotional. I learned myself a bunch. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I learned a lot from, I read it so many times already because uh, every time I read it, I'm like, okay, there's something new. I heard uh, feedback from, uh, um, I, I was talking recently, they, they want to use this book uh, for their history of photography uh, classes and so it's it's a brilliant essay, and I'm just so happy. It's just perfect. Yeah, I learned a lot from it. Just like I forget the name of the photographer, but she was just talking about going out and like back in the time when she was photographing, like being a woman and going on the street and like photographing. You just couldn't even do that. Like you had to dress a certain way, and like she had to go out in disguise and to go photograph. And when you read about that, and it's really not that long long ago, like when it was like this. So it, it, for me, I just learned a lot, and like you know like we were saying, like it is a male dominated business. It has been. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you feel like uh, in your time working in the photography business, like have you seen progress in like, like women photographers and new voices or like, what do you think about that? I guess. Well, I've been a photographer myself for 40 years uh, or 41 last year is a blur. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I came from uh, Russia, where I lived half of my life. And um, when I started photography in the, back in the 80s, in, in my Republic of Bashkortostan, I was the only female uh, fine art photographer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, um, you know, when I moved here to uh, New York, um, you know, this is what I enjoy, you know, the freedom of being a, a creative. So when, um, it, you know, and it, 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 it's, it's great to be, you know, to feel, well, this is what America is great about, you know, as, as, a, as a immigrant and um, uh, someone who wasn't, who wasn't born here. Uh, I enjoy the, the privilege of being um, uh, free in my creative process. So when the, the election happened in 2016 and a lot of um, uh, sexism came up and, you know, sexism, racism, I mean, it, this, it's really hit, it really, um, I, I, I got so frustrated mm. um, with it. I got scared 
actually. I, I got so scared at first um, because, you know, I was telling someone, you know, like, you don't know. Like, I grew up in Soviet Union. You know, I grew up in a, a you know, Muslim Republic. Um, and uh, I know what it is. Like, you, <laughs> you have no idea what it is like. Um, so I got really, really scared. And then I thought, like, how can I um, elevate the voice, the female voice? And that's how the idea of the exhibition came about. So, <clears throat> and I, I'm just happily, like, see that, you know, women, you know, united and helping each other. And <clears throat> I see the progress, actually. Yeah. No, it's good, especially with your Instagram. It, it's kind of you built this uh, platform, have a large following, and this kind of helps spread the word of like all these amazing photographers. So like much respect. It's it's really amazing work you're doing. And I guess like like you say, you growing up in Russia, like when you first picked up a camera, like what do you remember about it? What kind of interests you in photography? And like what do you remember about those early days of photography back in Russia, I guess? Oh, well, um, so I was introduced to photography when I was 15 years old. Um, and um, at the time, I was uh, uh, training to be a, um, a downhill skier. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so um, when, I, when I went to my first photography class, um, it was like after school program. And I remember teacher brought uh, all, you know, all us into the dark room, turned on the red light, ex you know, exposed the paper and put it in developer. And oh, I still get goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw an image developing in a developer, I just, I thought it was the most magical thing I ever saw. And it just, I, I decided that this is what I want to do. Uh, and um, so I was, I was, I got obsessed with photography, like right away, you know, I had like this plastic camera, this Russian made plastic camera. Um, and I was just like, it was always hanging um, from my neck. Um, yeah, the camera, I, I have it actually, it's called Smena 8. Okay. Um, and uh, so I had a nickname, um, so yeah, my my nickname changed. So instead of a ski pole, I was now <laughs> was a <clears throat> photographer. <laughs> so um, so I was taking pictures, and um, when I finished uh, high school, I, I just marched into um, uh, the centralized photography studio in Ufa, the capital of Bashkortostan, you know, where I was born, and I said, "Give me any job," hmm. and um, and that's how I started, you know first uh, yeah, I was working in the dark room and then I became um, very quickly I uh, became a studio photographer um, and then uh, uh, I got an offer to teach in the same uh, school where I was a student wow yes and um, so yeah it's it's photography is uh, you know Photography helped me to express my um, everything, you know, happiness and frustrations. And um, it, it's just, you know, you can walk around with the camera or you can pick up a brush and paint your pictures, uh, which I began doing in, uh, back again in the 80s. 
um, so yeah, I mean, photography is, is, is amazing. And were you always just kind of like looking at your work, you do a lot of obviously street photography, documentary work, and you do fine art work as well, but were you always kind of drawn to kind of documentary work from the beginning when you kind of picked up a camera? So when I, um, when I finished high school, uh, I began freelancing for a, a newspaper as well. So I was always interested in uh, photojournalism, documentary work. Um, and um, so, yeah, yeah. It's, but the thing is, um, what I've learned throughout the years, I don't really like to label myself or with like... Uh, you know, what kind of photographer I am or mm-hmm. what style is my work. Um, so, you know, if you're looking at my Instagram account, you know, I can post uh, my hand-painted collages or street portraits, you know, or selfies. I mean, so this is why I'm like, I don't, I like to be, you know, to have a free flow um, and surprise people, you know. Yeah, that's right. You're a real, you're a real artist, you know, it's going with your inspiration, right? And that's what I do that when I teach my students, I say, well, just like, don't put yourself in a box. Hmm. Just, just go with the flow. Do, do something that brings you joy, makes you happy, and uh, do it for yourself. You know, n- not for a curated Instagram greet or, um, you know, only black and white or only color. Just free yourself. Yeah, definitely. And when you were starting out, like I, on your website, you're saying like you're you're kind of the only woman like back in your area that was kind of doing photography. Like when you think back, was it like intimidating kind of being the only woman kind of working as a photographer? Like what do you remember kind of by your mindset back then, I guess? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was um, it, it was challenging in terms of um, I got a lot of pushback from uh, male photographers. You know, I would go to, I, I remember, you know, I would go to like festival and, um, they, you know, they would critique my work and say like, this is how you not photograph. And, um, and you know, they tried to discourage me. Um, uh, one time, uh, <clears throat> this famous photographer from Moscow told me like, well, your place is in the kitchen. You know, it's. It, yeah, it was very discouraging, and I, I didn't know to who to talk to about it, and um, uh, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I almost quit photography to tell the truth. Um, until and you know, it was very, I was very sad because I was so passionate about it, and um, I didn't want to quit. Yeah. Um, but luckily, at the time, I um, somebody um, of American, uh, actually, this American woman bought my two prints oh wow and uh and i was like oh my god this is okay she bought my photos they're probably not so bad (laughs) (laughs) that gave me uh actually encouragement and um um, made me to believe in in myself and in what i'm doing so it's it's very important um to have that encouragement uh from whatever the source and uh, thanks god i had you know luckily i had a few of those in my in my life to keep me going yeah like who i was gonna ask you that like who are some of your kind of do you have any early influences on your work or mentors or kind of somebody you kind of helped you uh, kind of help you kind of guide this like crazy path of being a photographer as you know it's a it's a crazy journey a fun one but it's hard to navigate sometimes but were there kind of any uh, kind of mentors or, or uh, influences on your work early on um 
So when I um, came to New York, I, I um, at, uh, went to uh, ICP, International um, Center of Photography, which where I was a full-time student. So I learned a lot um, about photographers and um, my early influence was um, my ex-husband gave me a book uh, by Helen Levitt, um, the first uh, edition oh, wow. book, uh, A Way of Seeing. And when I saw that book, I was just, I, I just was blown away by, by her photography. Uh, I even um, uh, got her signed me that book. Wow. Like early 90s. Uh, and then I, I met um, Marilyn Mark also, um, at her opening at the Aperture Gallery, also in the 90s, and she signed me her book. So I was, um, so they were my two um, biggest influences, like their work. And um, in a, a few years ago, uh, I attended um, last workshop by Marilyn Mark, who encouraged me to continue with my hand painted work. Uh, and and I did I so her um, her encouragement meant so much to me because I was also in the crossroads like what about what I was going to do um, at the time I, I was running a very successful wedding photography business mm -hmm. and I was towards the end I was realizing that money wasn't enough to be. Um, you know, happy and enthusiastic about life. So, um, you know, getting a letter from Marilyn Mark encouraged me. Um, and one of the things she said that I owned it to myself to to work on my own project. And, um, and to me, it was just the last um, a push, per se, to just... Um, uh, quit weddings and focus on my uh, own photography. And um, so, yeah. And, and um, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I did wedding for years, like when I got out of college and it, I kind of felt the same way. It's like, yeah, you can make good money, but at the end of the day, like those, those photos don't, they don't really mean anything to you. They mean something to the person because that's their special day. But for the most part, there's not that connection, like with your own personal artwork. So it is like, that's the hard thing to navigate, navigating the business of art and commerce and trying to balance the two in this world, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's not easy, but to me, it was very, very, very important um, to, um, to, to focus on what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, when I began curating uh, uh, exhibitions and I realized even further that making other people happy makes me even happier. Yeah, definitely. So, um, it, it's just like my, my life changed. Uh, you know, I met so many amazing women who became my close friends. Um, Zimene Chagwe, uh, who I love dearly, who's a fabulous uh, and very talented street photographer who lives in Brussels. Um, she is now part of the Women's Street Photographers and we are working on several uh, projects together. Uh, for, for example, uh, artist residency, 
Women Street Photographers Artist Residency, which um, we uh, run two already. The first one, the first winner was Valerie Sis from France, who came to New York for two weeks and um, focused on solely on her street photography. She was mentored by Zimena and I. And um, at the end of the residency, um, we curated her solo exhibition. Uh, and so the last year, um, Debrani Das from India won. And uh, we are lucky we had a sponsor who, uh, well, Debrani couldn't come to uh, New York. So we're waiting until she can um, yep. come here from India. But her flight, her round trip flight um, is, is going to be paid. Two weeks stay in New York. Wow. They type in solo exhibition. <laughs> Zimena's mentorship, uh, and you know, this is like this is what excites me. Like this is what I would like for myself as well. I mean, that was the idea for them, for the artist residency, is that someone who can come to New York, you know, center of street photography, away from their, you know, everyday life and chores and families and solely focus on their art, you know, and um, Debrani is so talented. I, I just can't wait to see, uh, you know, what kind of work she can create here in New York. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You've really created obviously with the, your Instagram account and now the book, it's like you, you created like a community amongst photographers and it, it's gotta be pretty inspiring. Cause like, I'd imagine the process of putting this book together, you, you probably learned a lot and probably it was probably inspiring for your own work, I would imagine, right? Um, so, yes, I mean, the the the, the, exhi the exhibitions um, that I curate, you know, I curated in Europe and in Asia and um, Russia. So everywhere I go, I try to meet local women mm -hmm. and... To me, it's very important to not just to be connected through social media, but connect connecting face to face, build relationships. You know, before pandemic, um, here in New York, uh, we local women street photographers would meet up monthly and just socialize. That's awesome. Yes, and uh, uh, it's it's important. It's just it it helps us collectively, you know, to talk about. Um, um, issues uh, such as, uh, you know, how to be brave on social media, for example, or, you know, like the confidence to me, uh, building confidence is very important. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and yes, uh, working on a book, um, a hundred women from uh, 31 country uh yeah, you know, you learn about their culture. You know, mm -hmm. I learn about uh, what drives them to go out and 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 capture the world in, in around them in their villages or cities and you know their or beaches or wherever they live. It's yeah, no. you know, those slice of lives is <laughs> just uh, you know each photo you look and you read the 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 background story. You learn so much. Yeah, it's incredible. And I was going to ask you, like, when you moved to the States from Russia, like, 
like did you think were you excited to come here did you think you were going to live here a long time like obviously you came you were going to school at icp but like what do you remember about like moving from somewhere to russia to to the u.s was that like a big adjustment like because like that that's got to be a i mean it's hard i've moved sometimes in my life and moving anywhere new is daunting but moving in such a drastic different culture must have been um pretty interesting well, when I came here, I didn't speak a word of English, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got guts. You got guts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't speak English. Um, I, I didn't have, um, yeah, my, uh, the, yeah. So it was, um, <laughs> it was challenging. But one thing that kept me um, going, uh, you know, I was in love. You know, my ex-husband is um, uh, from New York. And um and I came to New York and I just felt right at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just, I, I remember walking around the streets and I'm like, I was supposed to be born here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fell in love with New York right away. Uh, and, uh, you know, I came from a, a city, uh, you know, it's the capital of Bashkortostan, but it's like, it's a million and a half people, but it's very industrial. Mm-hmm. Um as I mentioned before, it's a Muslim Republic. Uh, so they're, the, you know, culture is different. Uh, and, uh, but New York is, it's very, it's very, you know, urban and it's very cultural and um, it's just so much. It's, it's like, it, it keeps you uh, excited and, and, um, you know, all the museums. I mean, where I came from, there was like one museum yeah. Um, and uh, I, I was just, I was just taking everything like a sponge. Um, it was exciting, and and I tried to leave New York a couple of times already, but I just like come come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no other place like New York. So, um, and uh, but yeah, it was it was it was different, but you know, I'm a risk taker. And yeah. I know throughout the life is that this is how I grow by taking risks and um, they're rewarding if it works. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one, one um, project I was really interested in talking to you about, it's called your lost family series, uh, really amazing uh, series of photos that I'll pull it up that you kind of like, I believe like, I don't know if it's watercolor, but you like paint on top of them. I was just kind of curious um, how this kind of project came together and what the kind of whole process was like for you. So I began working on um, hand painted uh, photos, you know, back in the eighties and it helped me to with, you know, with my frustrations about um, whatever was happening at the time. And but I started working on this uh, project, Lost Family, after I met Marilyn Mark. And um, I brought her my old work and uh, my old hand-painted work for whatever the reason. And uh, she really liked it. And she, she asked me, like, why did you stop? And, you know, she encouraged me to continue with it. So the idea came, uh, I started looking through my um, family albums and yeah, I had a box um, after my mother and grandmother um, 
passed away. I collected some photos, uh, and uh, but I haven't looked at them at all. It's just too hard. To, well, for example, this picture you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, this man is actually my my uncle, which I didn't know I had. Okay. But I read it on the back of the picture, um, the, um, which you see in, in Russian, that he's uh, writing it to my sister, uh, Rose, um, from your brother. And it's sent from a city in Siberia in 1972. So it begs the question, like, okay, why he's in Siberia? Why I never heard of him? Hmm. So I, I um, combined this photo with the... Um, with uh, with this photo that I took back in Russia of this guys uh, having lunch, and the question to me for me like I'm I'm questioning like okay those guy those men could be my relatives. Mm. So lost family is a, is my way of creating my own imaginary family album, like this photo you're looking at of the uh, sailors. And then there's a collage of my grandfather. All right, here. Yes. So, yeah, this was the, yeah. So it's basically so some of these pictures you took, and then others are photos you found from your family albums. Is that correct? So the main photo are all those photos I took. Um, okay, various years in in Russia, or um, and then there's the collages of uh, family from the family album. Yeah, I really enjoyed it because it's, it's just kind of a interesting, like kind of collage and really creative. And uh, there's just really interesting kind of for me, like family photos are the ones that are more important than anything. Like having that history of like, I, I still like look back at my old family albums. I was like looking at old photos of my grandfather when he was in the military. And like, yeah, I thought it was just a great way of kind of kind of combining your creativity with the, the uh, painting and then kind of all the photos is really unique perspective. Yeah. The reason I paint um, flowers uh, on all those pictures uh, to also connect the past and the present um, and uh, flower. Uh, my name means uh, a bloom of pomegranate and my mother's name was Rose. So this is kind of like a staple of um, uh, like a, well, what's the name? God, it's escaping my mind. It's okay. It's like a stamp. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, definitely. What did your family think about you getting into photography and the arts? Were they always kind of supportive or like, what did they think? Um, well, I don't have family anymore. Yeah. But um, at the time, um, I, you know, again, I, I was growing up uh, very independent Um so that's why I was able to do <laughs> whatever I wanted. <laughs> um, I didn't have much influence from my, my family. So I decided to be a photographer and um, yeah, that was go, that. Go get her. Yeah. Uh, nobody, nobody tried to change my mind and, and, and convince me to be a, like a doctor. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, you know, even when I came to New York, I just want to tell this funny story. Um, I went to um, school as English uh, language, and um, it was a free school. And once a week, you you they train you to be like a secretary uh, or a nurse. And I'm like, well, I I don't want to be secretary or nurse. Do you have any jobs as a photographer? Yeah. So I asked them, and you know, and 
they found me a job as a photographer at the city hall in New York. And my job was to walk uh, around the city and photograph public sculptures. Wow. <laughs> so that's what that I, I learned the lesson is that if you ask, you shall receive. That's right. You ain't, you, you, you stick to what you're passionate about and things will happen. Definitely. For sure. And another thing I was interested in talking about, obviously, um, street photography is something you have a passion for. I was just kind of curious, like, like how do you kind of define street photography and like what's kind of your approach to that aspect of your work? Well, I mean, what is street photography? I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a very broad question. To uh, me, yeah. um, street photography is... Uh, is you know expression of your yourself uh, uh, street photography is something that you take um, photos in public spaces whether it's in a village or in a um, beach or a busy city like new york mm-hmm. um, to me personally why i am passionate about street photography is that i learned so much from it I learn patience, I learn anticipations, I learn how to, to see light. You know, I can patiently, patiently stand in the corner for like 30 minutes, just almost like meditating and, mm. and just observing, you know, without looking at my cell phone or just be present, you know. Um, it, it gives you an opportunity to walk around uh, the city or the, the places where I visit, visit and f- get familiar with the place. Um, and uh, what I love about street photography is just there are like no rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it really is like the purest form of photography. Like when I first got into photography, that's like, at least for me, that was like some of the first photographers I learned about, like obviously like Robert Frank and Elliot Irwin and all these like legendary photographers. And it is, yeah, you really are. It's true. It's like there is no rules. It's just kind of, you're out there. It's kind of doing your thing pretty much. It seems. Yes. And uh, you know, that the, the book, um, you know, the goal of the book also to show that you can do street photography anywhere, mm. you know, and uh, you can just go out with a phone in your pocket and and be creative, you know. Um, and uh, like, I love traveling. Um, in the last few years, I go back to Bashkortostan and I travel around villages and um to document their everyday life you know when i left russia i was like no more i never go back but then i i was invited to go there um uh, was it 2015 or 16 and i was reintroduced to my own culture you know with the the beauty of nature and and customs uh, handmade customs and um the clouds, like this fluffy cloud, yeah. food is delicious, and the people are just so nice. And I fell in love with my own country, you know. <laughs> now, with this, with the women are wearing these outfits, is this like normal attire on a day to day, or is this because there's like an event going on, or w- what is this they're wearing in some of these pictures? 
So this is the customs that they, they it's been, you know, they've been wearing the same customs for centuries. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, this event particularly, you're looking at it, you know, there once a year, there's an event called Sabantui. It's a celebration, harvest celebration. And there are concerts and food and games. And so, uh, yeah, so it's, 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 it's beautiful. And um, it's it's very colorful too. It, it's, yeah, this is incredible right here. This picture, this with the colors, the blues and yellows, and the landscape. This this is probably my favorite. It's incredible picture. Yeah, this is what I like. I when I used to live there, I just didn't notice that. Uh, but when I went there, it's like it's like I, I'm in Switzerland or Italy. You know, the <laughs> landscapes are just gorgeous, and there are lakes and rivers and. No, it's amazing. And with like street photography, I guess with uh, the stuff, I guess maybe you do in New York, like, do you go out with like a plan in mind? Like, I know talking to some other fellow street photographer friends, like sometimes they'll be like, I'm going to go on 42nd Street or whatever it may be. I'm just going to try to focus on this one area today. Or like, what's kind of your approach to, I guess, when you're photographing in the city, I guess. Uh, when I'm in the city, um, I just grab my little camera um, dress up like a tourist <laughs> and um, yeah I like, I like to blend and um, and I just walk in the area I'm like my favorite place is Times Square because mm -hmm. every time I go there it's something new you know different people always and there's always something going on and um, so yeah I mean the lighting you know you can photograph there 24 7 because the light from the big billboards it's like you know in the evening it, you feel like it's during you're there during the day um so yeah I mean like when I traveling I like to travel to places where there are you know local where I can see local culture mm -hmm. um I mean, for example, when I go to, when I went to Kuala Lumpur, for example, I mean, it's a, it's a big, big um, city, uh, which reminded me of New York a little bit. <laughs> um, so I wasn't really too excited, but, but then, you know, when I go to um, Shanghai, you know, it's very cultural and, uh, or, you know, back to, back to Bashkortostan, like, I, I, or Varanasi, I went to Varanasi, um, like, I, I like to see something that i never seen before. Yeah, definitely. Keeps it exciting. Yeah. Um, another series of photos I had to ask you about, um, you documented 9-11, obviously terrible day in this country. Like, what do you remember about this day? Why was it important for you to kind of document um, this obviously very horrific event? Um, must have been pretty, obviously intense to document something like this, I, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, I so in two thousand one, I was um, I was a full time staff at the Associated Press, and when it happened, um, I grabbed my camera, film, and um, walked to the World Trade Center, where I used to live four blocks away, so I was there quite fast. Wow. Um, so I was um, focusing on people. Uh, and uh, taking photos of, you know, injured people brought up um, 
from the uh, World Trade Center. And um, you know, I was standing right across the street on Fulton and Church where, where when the first building collapsed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, um, yeah, I grabbed one, uh, one uh, frame of the beginning of the collapse of the South Tower. Um, and I was, uh, you know, in that dust and cloud, um, nowhere, you know, run or go. So I was hiding behind the car, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was um, terrifying. You know, I thought I was uh, at first. I thought I died, and then I thought I was buried alive because yes. I couldn't see, I couldn't breathe. Um, and uh, but I, I, I started taking pictures again um, as soon as I could see something, and as soon as I realized I wasn't, I was alive. In fact, um, and a camera helped me to just kind of like separate myself mentally from the shock. So I, uh, I, t- you know, I took some pictures, um, photo. Um, that one world press photo i don't even remember taking it i was so in so under so much shock oh yeah uh but i i went home um and i had the presence of mind to mix the chemicals and develop uh, my black and white film uh i had a roll of color film which i don't know how that happened i don't know how it ended (laughs) up on my back um I almost developed it as black and white, but then I saw that it was a different yeah. color canister. And, you know, I developed the film and I walked to back to AP. Um, so, yeah, this is the photo um, of the of the survivors that we just passed. And, yeah, and I took a, when I got home, I took a photo of myself in the bathroom mirror. Uh, you see I'm bleeding and I have, like, I still have my... Jeez. Uh, keys in my hand and i'm all covered in dust yeah powerful photos important photos to document obviously terrible day but important for history and uh definitely powerful work uh how did you like working at the ap i didn't realize you worked there for a while what kind of stuff were you kind of working on with them when you were there i i worked there for almost nine years and um I, I got a job there as a, at first as a temporary darkroom printer right after ICP. And, um, and I, I mean, AP, you know, I, I haven't, I quit in 2003 shortly after um, 9-11. Um, it's a wonderful organization. And I, I, I worked with such a wonderful people. Um, as a photo editor, I, you know, went to like two Olympics and, um, I worked on like big events. Um, I had the best boss, Chuck Zoller, who was very supportive, um, and is, uh, very supportive of, of all the work that I do. Um, yeah, sometimes I miss AP, but I was so traumatized after 9-11. You know, after 9-11, I, for a year, I was looking through each frame that was shot by AP staffers and uh, freelancers. Yep. Um, working on special projects like exhibitions and books and uh, like contests. And um, so it traumatized me even more. Yeah. So, and... Um, 
So that's why I was like, okay, I had enough of news and I quit and started my wedding photography business. No, it's interesting. Um, I guess to wrap up, like you've obviously accomplished a lot with your photography and your career. Um, but I guess, is there any advice you'd kind of give to maybe like the, you know, you know young women photographers that are interested in per- pursuing a career in photography? Like what advice would you kind of give to them these days, I guess? My uh, advice would be who I give to anyone, men, women, um, is that follow your passion, you know, follow your passion, do what you love. And when you do it passionately and authentically, the rest will just follow. Yeah. No, it's good advice. I appreciate it. And uh, Golnara, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this and hats off on this amazing book. And for anybody listening, if they want to purchase this book, like where's the best place for them to go to pick up a copy, I guess. Well, if you're in the USA, um, you can go directly to Penguin um, Random House. Uh, international is a Prestel. I can uh, send you the links. Uh, you can put yeah, it. Definitely. definitely. I'll link it in, on the podcast once I release it, and you can definitely go pick up a copy. Yes, and uh, very soon I'm going to be releasing a limited edition print of mine, which is in the book. I included myself in the book. First page. I saw it. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so, yeah, we'll be um, releasing a limited edition print and uh, I will include a signed copy of the book with the print. Awesome. Well, Galnara, I can't thank you enough. I really enjoyed speaking with you and uh, congrats on the book. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Take care, Galnara. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast episode. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I just wanted to tell you about a new file transfer tool I've been using lately called PickDrop. PickDrop's a really great file transfer tool when you need to send off those files to your clients. You can create private galleries uh, for your clients to download your files and make selections, uh, write comments, and just a really easy way to uh, communicate with your clients and organize all your files in one spot. It's easy as drag and dropping your files to upload them or download them. Um, I do it via mobile or, or on my laptop, wherever. It's just really easy to use. It was designed by photographers with professional photographers in mind. It's a little more tailored than some of those old, older kind of outdated platforms like WeTransfer or Dropbox. Uh, so I can't recommend it enough. Um, and with today's podcast, if you enter the promo code PHOTOBANTER, one word when you sign up at PickDrop.com, you'll get three months free of the PickDrop.com uh, file transfer tool. So definitely go check it out and let me know what you guys think. And as always, thanks so much for listening. And uh, yeah, I can't thank our guest enough, uh, Galnara Samolova. Um, definitely go check out her website at galnara.com, as well as definitely go check out her new book that came out, Women's Street Photographers. Great collection of amazing uh, women photographers, street photography, really great work. It's available at barnesandnoble.com, Amazon, most uh, book retailers. So definitely go check that out. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as the Photo Banter YouTube page. So definitely go check us out. And thanks so much for listening and take care.